Never say I can't, but ask yourself, how can I do that? I feel like I can't right now, but how can I? Because I know I can. It just feels like I can't right now. So always try to find that shift in verbiage so that you don't have that negative self-acceptance and you escape that, that statement of I can't and you find a way. Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more, all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men, and as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode, as promised, what I mentioned last episode was I want to talk about self-talk and the five different ways that you talk to yourself or that you can talk to yourself if you don't already. And this may seem a little weird to some of you, like some of these will feel a bit strange if you're not used to doing it, but they're so therapeutic and important because, you know, we we lose sight of ourselves a lot of the time. And we don't know, you know, we get to this point of not knowing ourselves. And then if we don't know ourselves, we lack confidence. And then we react on that lack of confidence in our relationships where we start craving or expecting things from other people because we're not giving those things to ourselves. So it's really important to talk to yourself and just really fully know yourself so that there's never any of these, there's none of these expectation set or resentment being built up um, due to the fact that you're expecting other people to fill your cup for you and you're not doing it yourself because you don't know how to do it because you haven't practiced it. So (laughs) with that being said, let's go into the five levels of self-talk. Yeah, and these aren't ways, these are levels. So I apologize for saying ways. Five levels of self-talk. This was actually, these were actually taken from a book uh, my sister recently read and then told me about. And when I was struggling with something a couple weeks ago, she was like, all right, let's go through the five levels of self-talk. Here's where you are. Here's where you want to (laughs) be. And it was like, it was really inspiring and and a cool way to, to put these self-talk levels, which I never heard of before. And it actually comes from the book. Um, the book that she read was what you say when you talk to yourself. So that is the book. If you guys are interested, this is where these five, uh, these five levels come from. And I'm just going to cover the five levels right now. And you can see what you relate to in terms of what you've practiced and what maybe you don't relate to that you can add to your practice. So the first level of self-talk is negative self-acceptance. So this is when you're not really in a good place and you have the, I can't. You have the, I can't controlling your life. It's like, I can't lose weight. I can't get the girl. I can't have that job. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just shut off, right? When you, when you say those things to yourself, I can't, you associate with you just not being able to do something. And it's a very fixed mindset. It's like, I can't, there's nowhere to go from that. You know, you're not asking yourself a question. You're stating to your brain a fact, which is I can't. It is an affirmative, it is this 
It is this firm statement, and there's nowhere the brain can go but to agree with that statement. So that's why it's called negative self-acceptance, right? You end up accepting it because it is such a firm statement, and there's nowhere to explore if you're just saying this right off the bat, I can't, I can't do this. The brain always tries to prove you right. So whenever you're saying something like, I can't, blah, 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 the brain will show you evidence as to why you can't based on your subconscious mindset, right? So if you want, if you feel like, my personal tip around this one is if you feel like you can't do something, never say I can't, but ask yourself, how can I do that? I feel like I can't right now, but how can I? Because I know I can. It just feels like I can't right now. So always try to find that shift in verbiage so that you don't have that negative self-acceptance and you escape that that statement of I can't and you find a way. All right? Let's go to level two. The next level is recognition and need to change. So this is saying something like, I need to. I need to do this. I should do this. I would do this. Shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? So it's recognizing you need to change. You need to do something different. You can. Maybe you should. And if you were in this situation, you would, (laughs) right? So it's not necessarily shutting yourself off. But there is often some regret that comes from the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? Because it's like, all right, like, I would do this, I should do this, I could do this, but are you? Not necessarily when you have that thought process, right? It's usually recognizing that you want to, but not jumping into I will. So just be aware of how often you say things like, oh, I need to do this, I really need to do this. I really should do this. I mean, I really could do this. I would do this if, (laughs) like, think of how often we use those words on a daily basis and we don't realize how they, they limit us. They hold us back because they're not confident in the fact that we will do that thing. It's just recognizing, you know, I need to change and not jumping right into the change or not trusting ourselves to jump into the change. So next time you go down the shoulda, coulda, woulda road or the I need to, I want you to try your best to change that self-talk to, all right, I need to and I will. It's a great addition. I will is a very powerful statement, which is a positive self-acceptance, right? So saying, you know, I would do that. You know, I will do that. I really should do that. I will do it. And here's when I'll do it. I really need to do this. And you know what? I will do this. Here's how I'm going to do it. And just transferring that self-talk, being aware of where the self-talk is so that you can be very, you can affirm a message that is, is powerful and works for you. All right, let's go to level three. Level three, the third level of self-talk is decision to change. Decision to change. And this actually is an interesting one because how the author uses 
the the example the author uses is I never and then states something that he never is or does. So this is cool because it's like typically you think you shouldn't talk in the negative, right? But when you say things like I am never late, I am always on time. I am never lazy. I am never oversleeping. It it has you identify with not being that type of person. I never watch TV for longer than two hours. Never is a powerful powerful word, right? Just as always is. So when you're making a decision, what you want to do is change your identity to the decision you're making. Or make a firm stance, take a firm stance in your identity associated to the thing you want to change. So when you say I'm a person who never oversleeps, who never sleeps past seven, you're more likely to not sleep past seven than if you were to tell yourself, all right, I should get up at, at 6.30. Or, all right, I'm, I'm going to try to get up at 6.30. I probably can't, but I'm going to try. You know, like saying things like that, that aren't necessarily tied to who you are as a person, aren't as powerful. When you say, I am never the type of person, I'm never the person who sleeps past seven, you're more likely to do it because you're tying your identity and the type of person you are to that thing. Um, If you're trying to quit smoking or trying to quit some addictive behavior you're not proud of, I never smoke. Even if you're saying it while you're smoking, it is still working. It is still seeping into your subconscious and it is still forming a new identity of you and the association to that thing. So even if you're trying to quit, don't feel like a fraud for smoking while you're saying, I never smoke. It is still powerful and it is still working for you. This statement is working for you, not the cigarettes. Stop smoking. (laughs) Um, Another, you know, another thing you can do, I never watch porn. I never watch this I never watch this type of porn or whatever you feel like you're caught in a habit of doing or you feel addicted to. Using the phrase I never is very powerful and it's telling you that you're making a decision. All right. The fourth level of self-talk is around the better you. So this is I am. These are I am statements which as you probably know are super super powerful because it goes with forming your identity in the positive sense, right? So this is, I am, I am an amazing person. I am a handsome guy. I am a sexy guy. I am energetic and people love being around me because I have a great vibe. I am working on myself every single day and I am going to work on myself for the rest of my life. I am putting myself in the best financial position I can possibly be in. I am cleaning up my diet and I am going to the gym on a daily basis, even if it's for five minutes. So you're painting a new picture of yourself here. Once again, it's the identity. It's you associating your identity to something 
that you believe will make yourself better. You're just putting the words I am in front of it. All right, super powerful. And then we go to the fifth one, the fifth level of self-talk, which is universal affirmation. This is when you express something as a statement of fact, and you're saying it is. You're just like, it is going to happen. It is meant to happen for me. It is coming to fruition. It is going to be fucking incredible. It is working for me. It is here for my highest good. So this is like believing there's something so much more powerful than you that you are tying to the events of your life. So it's just getting that affirmation from the universe or whatever higher power you believe in. You know, some people may not use this one, feel awkward using it, feel weird, maybe not believe in it, and that's fine. You don't have to. But when you have that belief in something greater than you, it makes you able to let go of a lot of resistance. Because it's like, all right, I don't need to know the how. I don't need all the answers. I just need to know that something out there is making this work for me and is going to better my life. Right? It's like the law of attraction. Like it is coming back to me because I'm putting it out there. Saying things like that are super powerful because it's this sense of trust and this ability for you to let go and not have to be in control 100% of the time. You do what you can do to the best of your ability and then you wait for you wait for the result to come back to you. Maybe not wait, but you trust that it will come back to you. And it will happen at the right timing at the right time for your highest good. All right, guys. So those are the five levels of self-talk. And as you can see, it gradually, they gradually become stronger, right? From the I can't, I need to, I never, I am, it is. They expand and grow power in these levels. So I want you to ask yourself, which level am, am I stuck on any of these levels? You know, what is my go-to level? And if you're at the, I never, you know, do something you don't want to do, or I am something you want to be or do, then you're on the right track, right? If you're in the first two levels, I can't, or I need to, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, Then it's about asking yourself, all right, why are these my go-to self-talks? How long do I think I've been talking to myself like this? And because I've been talking to myself like this, does that have anything to do with how my life has played out in the last year or two years or five years or my entire life? Could this have to do with my life results? Because it does. Whether you like it or not, it does. You know, how you talk to yourself the majority of the time, I like to say 51% of the time, your dominant thought patterns determine your external future and reality. 
of wherever you're at, wherever you're at today, whatever you're experiencing, the people in your life, how you feel about yourself, what you're doing for your job, your career, how you manage people, how you manage your day to day, the stress you have, the peace you have, right? It's all tied back to your self-talk. So this is really important. Recognize it. Be conscious aware. Be consciously aware of it. <laughs> because then you can change it. Right? You can only change something you're aware of first. So this is your little awareness practice. And once you are aware, maybe listen to this episode again and understand how you want to switch your your lower levels of self-talk. How will you how will you talk through that? Okay. And if you're, if you feel like some of the time you use the I am, try to increase that a little bit. Try to bump that up a little. Right? Just 1% better, guys. Always aim for 1% better. And you will live a satisfying life. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. If you have never rated this podcast on iTunes, please do so. I would love to hear what you guys think of it, um, how it's helped you, and, and throw in any ideas that you have around future episodes. I would, love to, I would love to support you and be there for you. So have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you soon.